With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He missed it. Missed it. Flag down. Offside on the defense number 97. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Kick this one is up and that one is good. I'm not going to put this on decks. No, I don't put this on decks. The Rich Eisen Show. Still to come. Lions head coach Dan Campbell. Actor Ryan Phillippe. Actor Ray Liotta. Plus, your phone calls, under the radar games, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Full-on conversation about last night's Monday, uh, uh, pardon me, Thursday night kickoff. I'm getting a little ahead of myself because we're about to have a coach from Monday Night Football Week 2 on in a second. I'm Rich Eisen, Chris Brockman in his usual post, hour number two. Good to see uh, Jason Feller sitting in for Mike Del Tufo. TJ Jefferson in his chair getting ready in this hour uh, for his uh, usual new Friday segment, TJ's Big Ass Grab Bag. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, that's coming up. Uh, we have no idea what's in your big ass grab bag, but it'll be fun. It's always fun. It's <laughs> yeah, I love great. that element of the big ass grab bag—just the complete unknown well, heading into the. It's segment. opaque. <laughs> well, you know, because you we can't did, see through. Right. We did the first one, and I told you it was about video games. And then, as Rich, or I mean, game shows rather, right. as Rich was introducing the bit. He was kind of giving away all the stuff. I was like, oh, I was going to use it as like a ta-da. So right. now I'm like, I'll just keep you guys in the dark yeah, that way. That. Okay, that's love how we'll do it. Great. We'll do it. Um, in the dark is where Giants fans sat for a good 15 <laughs> minutes after the game. Well done. That's, that's why the- you're an A-plus host. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Weaving the tapestries, that's the way you segue <laughs> you. from one thought to another. It's next level. Chris, you don't get your name on the cup. That's what I mean, on a mug, on a T-shirt, <laughs> on a literally, mask. Literally, you know, the, the the there's a few. I've been around the block. There's a few. There's a few. <laughs> a few times. There's a few losses in the giant, um, you know, pantheon of losing these days. And um, I know it hurts Giants fans to hear a Jet fan refer to that, but they, the Giants, have had worse seasons than the Jets um, as well lately. And uh, I'll, you know, there are giant losses where, like Week One, where they should be beating an opponent that's in their house. You know, they they got a new quarterback. They're in year three of their their quarterback who's got to start playing. Year two of their coach. Their other coach is on a hot seat like Vic Fangio. If he doesn't get this done with t- t- uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he he told he told basically, I'm assuming, John Elway, the quarterback that you drafted for the future. You you're you're the quarterback all time great. And you chose Drew Locke in a draft. And guess what? We're going Teddy Bridgewater. And maybe Elway had to be, you know what, you're right. Either way, that's the way that this team came in, and they put they put it on the Giants. That the Broncos are the ones who responded. Broncos are the ones who responded. Now the Giants, it would be helpful if they had somebody like Von Miller on their defense. I get it, but they just uh, went flat. So there's the the Giant flat home loss. There's one of those, and then there's the uh, Giant um, total mistake prone, mistake filled division game loss, where you snap the TV off and you throw the remote. 
and you sit in the dark for 15 minutes. That's what last <laughs> night's one was. Yeah, I've had a lot of those, Rich. <laughs> yep. That's what that one was. You know, that's what that one was. There's at least for the Giants 15 more games to go. You know, let's say they go 500, they go 8 and 7, a little over 500 on that one. That'd be an 8 and 9 season, no bueno. That's why I think the extra game, uh, that might not matter if you start 0 2. Yeah. You got to go 9 and 6. The Giants looked like a 9 and 6 team last night. You got to go 9 and 6. Nope. To have a 9 and 8 season, which might not be enough. They looked 9 and 6 on offense. You guys remember, too, Gosh, last year the man. Bucks lost three of their last four before they had their bye. They went in at 7 and 5. And I know. Then, so, yeah, I mean, you lose one or two early. Yeah, well. They don't have Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Good point. <laughs> or Gronk or Antonio Brown or Mike Evans. Yeah, so that was true knocking. True knocking. That was the first game of game two. The last game of game two, Monday Night Football between the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. And is our next guest on the phone line, Chris? Yes, sir. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans hotline right here on the Rich Eisen Show is the head coach of the Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field on Monday Night Football to wrap up week number two. Dan Campbell back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Coach? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well, Rich. I'm doing well, just trying to get ready for these, these Packers. I bet, and you know the fans will be charged up because of what was going on this past season with their quarterback, whether they were going to see him or they're not, and they're going to see him on uh, Monday night. So you know the fans are going to be in full throat that night, I imagine. You know? Oh yeah! They, listen, they are. It, we already know Lambeau is one of those uh, man historic, nostalgic places that uh, it's a great place to play, especially on a Monday night. The crowd pre-COVID was always uh, into it, and and now this being their home opener off of the the year where they weren't able to be there, it'll be electric. So we're looking forward to it. What's your takeaway from Week One from your team? Coach. Well, look, the takeaway is is that we didn't give up. We, kept, we just kept playing the next play, uh, which I think is important uh, because we, were, we dug ourselves into a massive hole and uh, we had to claw our way back out. When you're down that much, you can't worry about the score. You have to worry about just getting a stop, moving the ball, scoring touchdowns, finding ways to, to get to another play, if you will. So um, that, that's, what, that's what you learn. That's what I learned. And uh, what was going on on the sideline when things were down 28-ish in that game that you were doing or encountering to make sure that your guys were not just tapping out in week one Look, of the I season? Look, I think we, we talked all week. We, you know, you never know how these games are going to go. It's a new season. It's first game. And that's what I hit all week was just, guys, we, we could get in this game and be down 14 points. You could be up 14 points. And – no matter which one you are, you got to continue to play and just play the next one in front of you. And don't worry about um, the ups and downs of a game. You know, we everybody hits adversity uh, in a in a game and in a season, for that matter. So we got to be able to handle those those ups and downs and and not go with the flow. Just just manage what you can manage and take care of your your own uh, take care of your own job and uh, and then let's see what happens. Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions, joining us here prior to Monday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers. So the um, injury to Jeff Okuda, um, what does that mean for your team and how big of a hold does that leave for you? Listen, we were, 
I hate it for Jeff um, because he put in so much work to get back, and he's improved so much since the spring. And so we were looking forward to him, um, you know, helping us. And we thought we, you know, he was primed for to have a pretty good year. And and it's unfortunate, but but it's also listen. That's that's why we make the moves that we we make, and why we drafted the way we have. And it's next man up mentality, um, you know. And and so now, look, it is what it is. And we can either sulk about it, or hey, you're up next, iffy, or. Jerry Jacobs or Bobby Price, and let's go in there and play your keys and do what you've been taught to do. What's your evaluation of your quarterback, Jared Goff, one game in, Coach? Uh, from the other day? Yes, sir, from one from yeah, uh, game listen, one. I thought, take away the pick six right before halftime. That was not a good decision. Um, but you take that away, you ask your quarterback to throw it 57 times, I would say he gave us a chance to win. Now, I hold him to high standards, and so to me it's not good enough. But I also know this, man. You, you give him just a minute to, to uh, look at the defense, and he can make the throws. He's got a big arm. He's accurate, and uh, he's hard to rattle. And uh, and I thought his leadership showed up, and his resiliency, and uh, and I thought overall he made good decisions with the football. It just took him a minute to get going. Um, but I like him. I know that. What's the challenge against the Packers? I know there, there there's well, many. Where do you start? Choose. I know. Right. Where do you start? Here's here's the first challenge: is the fact that they they had a rough turnout against New Orleans Saints. Yep. On Sunday, and knowing the the potential that is there and the weapons that they have, it's already it, it they're already uh, create um, some issues uh, for us. But now, you know, they're coming off something where they're going to want to prove themselves. Like that's, you know, I'm, they're, they're, that does not feel good. And because, honestly, we just took it, too. We took it on the chin. But they're going to be ready to go. Uh, they're going to get the, the kinks worked out. And we expect to see the best Packers team that, that they're capable of. I think we're going to see a very sharp Aaron Rodgers. I think they're going to try to get him rhythm early. Uh, the defense is going to be much more sound. And so we know we're going to get their best shot. That's what we're preparing for. Well, I know this is a potential to be a dumb question. How's that for leading with my chin here, Coach Dan Campbell? Because, you know, you're a former player, you're a veteran in this league, and you're a coach, so you're a control freak and you can't control it. But would you rather yeah. the Packers are coming off a win rather than getting waxed like they did? Well, it's, right? you know. You know, you can't control it's it. It's funny that you say that. It's, yeah, it is almost one of those where some people may look at it like, oh, maybe there's chinks in the armor. And, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I look at it a little bit like, man, it would have been nice if they played uh, a little better and won that game. So maybe we could have been the one who sneaks up. But, look, yeah, right. the fact of the matter is over the last, uh, well, a number of years now, you don't sneak up on the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Like, they're they're ready to go. And, uh Look, they had a rough outing week one. They're going to be much better, and we're preparing for their best. And what's what's your first memory of Lambeau as a player? I imagine you were there before you got to Detroit, but what's your what's your? Yeah, actually, the the first time I was there was uh, in Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, two thousand and four, I believe. I was actually injured, but it it's man, just you know, I always crazy enough from from afar. You always see it, and you know, you know, that was Brett Favre at the time, and just the history that surrounds that place um but it's just one of those special places it just you know you go and it's the crowd and the stadium the fact that guys like Bart Starr played in that stadium you know it was 
like you know the uh, the genesis of football, if you will, and and uh, it's it's just special. It's it's just one of the few places that are left in our league that, that just carries this aura about it, and. Uh, I think our guys are going to be excited to be there and play. You know, and uh, when you were with the Lions, it's right around that time when Favre was handing things off to Aaron Rodgers. Um, and so you've been around it uh, a long time. What is the like? What is the plan? Like, what do you do going in? What is the game plan going in against twelve on a big Monday you know night like this? I know this is crazy, and, and I don't want you to think I'm diverting from the question. Go for, I, it. for us, we have to. We have to play better. Like, the, the biggest thing for me, I want to come out of this game and know that we gave our best shot, and, and it wasn't for lack of our details or uh, our technique. You know, if you get beat, you get beat. Maybe the guy's better than you. Maybe there's, he's more of an athlete. Maybe you, there, something happened, but, but not from our own doing. That's what I want to know that we do this game. Like, we need to play better than we did against San Francisco. Now, you know, as far as he's concerned, look – we have to get up there and we have to challenge these receivers and we got to be able to set an edge on their run game. If we can do that, you make them a tick more dimensional, one-dimensional, if you will. Now, that doesn't guarantee you a win, but it certainly helps because that's what this league is. You're playing the odds and you're trying to put yourself uh, in the best position, have the best odds to have success. And so uh, what about you, Coach Dan Campbell? You're one game in uh, as the HC uh, first HC, um, you know, regular uh, full-time HC gig for you. What about that experience for you and what you can do potentially differently or what you you saw on week one that you know, okay, week two, I'm going to do this. I mean, you got yeah, anything? You know, there was a couple of things that came up in that first game where I know that I need to be much better communicating, being much more clear about what I'm looking for and what I want to do. Just, you know, over the headsets with my staff. And, uh, you know, there was that that would be the first thing that I would that I would think about from that game, you know, that I wrote down and I told the staff that, listen, I, I'm going to do a much better job of and trying to, uh, for example, instead of trying to to give the whole narrative of what I want, mm-hmm. it's just simple one-word names that mean something that we've done before in camp and just, you know, just so it's quick, it's clean, it's easy, it's getting communicated to our players from the assistants and just little things like that. Um, you know, um, like a specific play call or something like that. Is that what you're? No, to not or? so much that as it is. Even at the end of the game, you know, uh, um, you know, just how do we handle that, knowing that you know you feel like you're in this position to where you have to throw to the end zone, um, you know, but you have to throw the end zone from the 25, but yet you've got 30 something seconds. That's not the case. You can do whatever you want to do because you got time to clock it. You know, we already have a term for that. I'm. So just little things like when okay. you talk through those things, you don't need to like give the whole description, you know? Right. Just just give the name for it, and uh, which we have, and and I think sometimes things get lost in translation, and I can just be much more clear and blind about what I want, you know? How about talking to refs? How was that for you? Actually, it went great. It okay. really did. Right. I thought the communication was great. All right. Um, and they were, I thought they were very clear and concise with us. And I'm still trying to figure this Hawkeye deal out. That hasn't popped up yeah. yet. So, Three, any of the preseasons or this one. And so nobody can quite tell us exactly what it's going to look like or be like. So right. I'm waiting for that one. But 
uh, I thought everything else went pretty smooth. Yeah, I think it's confusing for fans too, Coach Dan Campbell, be honest with you, because you're hearing it a lot, like Hawkeye this, Hawkeye that, you know, if anybody is old enough to remember MASH, like that's the sort of thing that you're hearing over, you're an Iowa fan. You know, like I, I, don't, I don't know what that is or what is able to be rectified or viewed through what, like the, the, the folks in New York? chiming in like it's it's kind of weird yeah I, like that I, I don't know i know this they always say hey well if you don't if you don't see anything and they're back on the ball you better use your challenge flag your opponent i'm like well yeah okay thank you appreciate that right um but <laughs> right. i don't know we're we're i guess we'll figure it out as we go here right and then just uh you know uh one thing that one of your predecessors in detroit mariucci who i work with you know he always had a a, a, a card in his in his pocket about the the first names of all the officials and he would know all their first names to make it seem like he was their friend. He used to do that a lot. I don't know if you've got that one hey, for you. Like, any, any advantage you can possibly get, even if it's just minute, maybe that's the difference. Seriously, right? like, that's hey, it. Tom, the problem is you got to know, because one time he kept screaming, Tom, Tom, and he had the wrong guy. It was really like Bob, and he was trying to get the guys. Of, it, it, the NFL films caught him screaming, Tom, Tom, and he looks oh, down no. at the sheet, and he goes, oh, Gene, and then, then the guy actually turned around. And then oh, he acted no. like he was his friend. It's all good. Like it just whatever you can do, little things. You know well, what I mean? And you know, you know the whole time. Gene heard Tom. <laughs> you know that he was yelling Tom at him. He's like, I'm not looking at him. Get this guy. And then all of a sudden, it's holding on his team, and you know, it's, it, it it can devolve. It can. Hey, it worked against him. I know, Coach. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Good luck uh, as the the HC of the Lions in Lambeau Field. It's pretty neat stuff, as you know, being a former player in that. And uh, and let's chat down the line. Appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks, Rich. Have a good one. You got that's Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions getting set to take on the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. That'll be a fun one. I'll be hosting the pregame and halftime and plan on checking out the Mannings in between. I'm, I, I, the Manning I, cast is my new favorite yeah. thing. I kind of wish it was on Thursday, too. Because I, yesterday I was there's like, only, there's only, I mean, there's only so much Mannings to go around. Many, I, I know. I kind of wish it was Thursday instead of Monday. I think we could do our own cast. Rich, you know how many people tune in, and then they get to hear you work blue during a football uh, game. Wait, <laughs> can we really do that Thursday night Eisencast? Well, By I the mean, way, we don't you have can, the right to show the video. You can't Chris. show the video, but you could do a Zoom of like you That's guys. What I mean, watch. we could just have the three of us all watching the game together. Yeah, yeah. maybe next year. <laughs> take a break Ryan Phillips is going to join us I wonder how he watched last night's game you're an Eagle fan you're watching the Giants and the Washington football team just absolutely just beat each other up and also try to outdo each other on being incompetent it'll be fun that's coming up next let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts people or as you might know from their jingle O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Where did you take in the Super Bowl this year? Were you in Were you in Minnesota or were you not? No, I, I had the opportunity to go to Minnesota, but we were in production on the series, and I was still healing from a broken leg last last summer. Right. So it seemed a little arduous, especially with the cold. And I, I like watching in the comfort of my home. I feel like you can analyze the game better. Live, it seems to go by so quickly. And I like to know the intricacies and nuances of, of who's hurt, whether they're coming back into the game, mm-hmm. all of those things that you kind of miss when you're, when you're there watching it live. And so what, was, what did it mean to you? I mean, who the did you world. call? What did, I mean, what did it mean to you? I was sitting it- with my 14-year-old son, watching the game throughout with only a couple of, I didn't want too many people because I didn't want distractions. I wanted only people, <laughs> football-minded, focused people. You're talking Brock Brockman's yeah, language over there. Yeah. I'm not going to one of those parties where you're explaining the game to casual fans or like, you know, people don't understand the importance, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I watched it in, in my theater. And even with the broken leg at the end of the game, I'm jumping. I have video of that. And I'm, I left the ground. <laughs> I was like two feet off the ground mm-hmm. at the end of that game. And uh, it's unforgettable. And also to have your son right there with you. And then we got on the phone with my dad back east and FaceTiming with him. My dad's got tears and he's not the type of guy to cry, but he's been waiting for this moment for 70 years. You know, it's really special when, when it does happen. And the most emotionally affected I got was watching the parade. And Jason Kelsey's speech was unbelievable. With his but, mummer's gear, his mummer's gear. even before gear. they got to that, seeing the people of Philadelphia, knowing what it meant to the mentality to, of the city, to the to, you know the future of the city in some ways, the the um, that really struck me. Just knowing how desperately the people wanted it. You look like you're getting a little choked up. Like, I could if I talked about it. By the way, long. he's got a little bit of a touch of the Vermeil right touch here. Of he's the getting, Vermeil. He's a touch of the Vermeil. I'll take that. That's a compliment. You touch of the Vermeil talking about your Eagles winning the whole damn hey, thing. Hey, uh, next week, yes. I'm getting to go to the facilities and take a photo holding the Lombardi. 
my son and I are going to go. And we're, well, I cannot wait, man. I cannot. That is going to be all, all over Instagram. Yeah, I was about I, to say. I, yeah, tweet, awesome. a, tweet us a photograph. I will that. absolutely do that. So you're going to go there and just hang. I guess this, yeah, this it's kind of all quiet right now before everybody comes back together. Yeah, they get back into the offices on the 9th. The, the trophy actually gets engraved on the 12th. And so we're going to try to see it on the 10th or 11th before they send it Bef out. Pre-engraving. Yeah, <laughs> pre-engraving. Pre-engraving yeah. Lombardi hold. They offered me the option to get one of the rings. It wasn't, it was a Philly special ring, mm -hmm. but it's meant to look like the real Eagle Super Bowl ring. <laughs> well, <laughs> the real McCoy is probably, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit more than whatever beer pong was had on the table. <laughs> yeah, night. sure, yeah. Excellent. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. All right, we're back here on our program, 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the program. Great chat with Dan Campbell moments ago, um, and uh, we're excited to have right here on the show a return guest. Is funny movie called Lady of the Manor. It's a supernatural comedy. How about them apples? Starring Ryan Phillippe and also starring Justin Long, whose brother Christoph Christian uh, directed it and also co-wrote it with our next guest, diehard Eagles fan Ryan Phillippe, back here on the show. How are you, Ryan? How you been? I'm doing well, Rich. How are you? How'd you enjoy that Thursday night game? How'd you enjoy it as, a, um, as an Eagle it fan? Made me, it what? made me feel a lot more confident about our chances to compete for that? the division title. I'll tell you that much. How about that? I mean, you know, I mean, you clearly, along with Dak, you've got uh, a quarterback that you you, you got to feel confident in, uh, in terms of top tier of this division. Even though I mean, Heineke Jaylen, looked well, but I mean, Jalen Hurts is the real deal, I think. I personally think that, so. that game last week, he played a near-perfect game. He really did. In, in all ways, decision-making, uh, the throwing, the, what he could do with his legs. I was really excited. And, you know, he's a guy that, um, out of all the players the Eagles have ever had, he's one of the ones I root for most as an individual, just as a man, because I think he's such a quality human being. I think the way he handled the situation in Alabama – and and the way he handled the, the the changeover from Carson to him, he's just got so much class and dignity, and I think he's a real leader. And um, it's exciting to watch uh, watch him play. It's exciting to watch the Eagles play again. And we had a couple years where it hasn't been the case. Well, I mean, and then again, you, in one of the many hits, if you will, that figuratively that uh, Hurts took. How about the final game of last year, when yeah. when the whole country's watching, um, because you know either the Washington football team and the Giants are going to make it. And if the Eagles win, they can actually be a factor, but not for themselves. They could still be a factor. And then Hertz gets pulled, and then the coach gets fired, but not really about that. It was so weird. And the fact that he was in the building where he got pulled for Tua and had an opportunity to be the starter for sure in a week one for this team um, and perform that way, I can't wait to watch him against San Francisco this weekend. This is a pretty big game for your team. Right. Me too, and I know that we're underdogs, but it's in Philly. I think we match up really well. Um, you know, sadly, San Francisco is already a little banged up, and I, I just think we're, we're – if I were playing the Eagles, I'd be a little afraid right now. I just think they're a dynamic team. They've got chemistry back. Uh, it seems like the guys are having fun. Devonta Smith is such an exciting addition. Um, I really think his future is so bright. Um, and it's, 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 I'm, I've got enthusiasm again. I don't know if you saw this or not, uh, Ryan Phillippe, at Ryan Phillippe on Twitter and Instagram, because uh, we're still trying to figure out what your, who your coach is. Uh, but today, Nick Sirianni appeared 
in his final media availability for the week in a Jalen Hurts T-shirt in cool. Did he? Yeah, it's Jalen Hurts in cool shades on a T-shirt, and uh, I don't know what this is. Or say that again, Chris. It's you're, really swaggy, Ryan. It looks awesome. You know, actually. I'm going to check it out yeah. as soon as I get off. Like you're going to want the T-shirt. Yeah, you're going to want the T-shirt. I mean, bad. I don't. Uh, and it's cool. I think that that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, Sirianni was sort of an unknown to a lot of us. I mean, you know, you got familiar with the fact that he was a positions coach various places and had success, but still, you know, a guy that was a surprise pick in a lot of ways. And it seems like the dudes, the teammate, the team loves him from 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 what I gather, and he's bringing a a newer, younger energy to to the squad. And um, I, th- I he called a hell of a game last week. Really, really interesting, really dynamic, really surprising at times, and, and, and really smart, I think, in a lot of ways. How about this? Your Eagles have got some hope here. Cowboys could be 0-2 by the end of the week. The only other team would have a win in the division is the one with their backup quarterback, although Heineke looked pretty good at times last night. We'll find out if it's the Giants' defense or the rest of the league because they have to face Buffalo next week. This Again, I, the San Francisco coming, and that would be a nice notch on the belt. It really would and, be. you know – Absolutely, yeah. and and it, it, they always say it's you know the games are won in the trenches. I think we yeah. have as good a O line as out there when when healthy. Our D line puts on a lot of pressure, and I think that dictates a lot of games. And I don't see I, I'm, I'm you know I don't I'm not afraid of 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 putting those groups up against any other group. Uh, certainly in our division. Yeah, and Jason Kelsey showed up with frosted hair yesterday, <laughs> saying that he lost a bet with Zach Ertz. Because he, he, he had to wear his hair like that if Ertz wasn't traded. He was betting him that right. he was going to get traded away from the... This is this is some weird camaraderie. I'm not going to lie to you that, uh, yeah. th- that this is going on. But it, clearly the team's loose and having fun like the old, you know, let's have ice cream with Doug Peterson Saturday before the game days. Look at that. Yeah, lid. I mean, you know, this was our largest margin of victory since the NFC Championship game against the Vikings, the, the game we had last week. And... Um, and it just, it really was reminiscent of those vibes of, of like, you know, the, 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 the energy is back. It feels good. Okay. Then let's talk about Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry, Ryan. But uh, I, it's not all, I guess, peaches and cream in Philadelphia. <laughs> what, what do you make of Ryan Phillippe here? And we'll talk about Lady of the Manor, which is available in select theaters, digital and on demand starting today in the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line right now on the Rich Eisen Show. Um the sense that Simmons is a I, – I said it. I said it the minute that the Sixers got bounced from the playoffs last year that his ability to play his sport, ply his craft in Philadelphia was over, that he could not do it another split second, and it looks like everyone's going to agree on that. What do you make of that sensibility? Right. Well, I think the the seminal moment was really when he was underneath the basket and chose to dish out when he's six foot ten, and I think that he lost a lot of folks right there. Um you know, the guy's an all-star. He obviously has a lot of skills. Um, it, what bothers me most, I guess, in the way that this has gone down is just, like, where's the trade value at now? Is there anybody really out there that's going to, you know, enhance our team um, if, when he does go, if and when he does go? And I think that's that's the biggest fear. But, you know, the guy needs a fresh start. He's young. Philly's a tough town to play in. I get all of that. But, um if you're underneath the basket and you're almost seven feet tall, you got to put that in there. Yeah, I know, and that's why I, I always thought to myself, it's not the 
the you know the 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 acceptance could be there if there was an inability to but the the turning down the uh, the opportunity despite having the ability is something you know I, I, you know i don't mean to insult any other towns um because i don't think that would be tolerated in any other towns i just think it's a deal breaker in a town like philadelphia like that's it that's a wrap it is you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, Philly is about grit and and hustle and and, and fortitude and like you know um, toughness. And and I think that if you don't exemplify those traits, you're not going to catch. You're not going to get the you know support or whatever it is. And I don't know. I, I just think that you you don't want to waste Embiid's best years. And and he is one of the most dominant players in the NBA right now. And you got to make sure that you complement that guy and i think that should be the focus right now ryan Philippi here on the the rich eisen show you uh already one week in your fantasy what do you got what do you got for me on that? um I'm, i have two teams i i won uh both uh first week i was very distracted last night about the saquon of it all because i have him in one league and it was like i had him out of the lineup until about five minutes before kickoff mm. and then he looked so lively on the sidelines and like you know i kind of got sucked in and ended up starting him but um, yeah, that was my big uh, focus last night um, with that game. So you're 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 a fantasy general manager who's reading body language pregame uh, <laughs> of the shots on the sideline. Is that is that, and you're like screw it, I got to put him in because he's bouncing well, I up mean, and down. That's, and, you know that's that's it? kind of what was the primary indicator because you couldn't. You know, also it was a slick field, so I was worried about that because coming off an injury and they sure. kind of like you know he was on a pitch count first week and but. Um, yeah, I saw. I, I guess that's where I took my cue. From. Okay, it's a good thing Howie Roseman's in charge of the real thing for you, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. You're right. That doesn't sound like very sound strategy, but hey, you won the first couple of weeks. Uh, congratulations on that. Let's talk about Lady of the Manor. Um, about this film, what I, I love the cast: Judy Greer, um, Justin Long, Luis Guzman, who's just fantastic, and you. Um, you co-wrote it. Where did this one come from? This idea. No, I didn't that. actually. You didn't. So, and also you did. Melanie Linsky, who is the real star, the actual oh, star. You know, Justin wrote star. it. The brothers wrote it. I got it. My bad. Yeah. So, so no, they wrote it and directed it together. And okay. this is uh, Justin's first time um, behind behind the camera. I've known him for a, a lot of years, and he uh, sent me the script and said, "I'm making my first film with my brother, and it's kind of small, and we don't have a ton of money, but would you play this part?" And I t- I read it and I laughed out loud. Um, the entire time, and I called him up and told him yes, and we went and made the movie, and it was really cool because he and his brother have this, uh, they're such, have such a close relationship, and they're very um, symbiotic in the way they kind of, not, even in the way they speak and behave, and they, they, the handoff between the two of them is, is almost um, unnoticeable, and um, we had a really great time, really, like you said, it's a great cast, uh, the story is really funny. So Melanie Linsky is sort of a, you know, aimless burnout kind of a person mm-hmm. who takes this job at a, uh, at a at a at a manor where they do reenactments and where and so my character's family owns this manor and I play this very rich, very douchey guy <laughs> who, uh, yes. who tries to uh, start up a relationship with Melanie's character. But what ends up happening is as Melanie is portraying Lady Wadsworth. The ghost of the actual ladies, Lady Wadsworth doesn't approve of her or how she's doing the job. And so she shows up to kind of haunt her and correct her and to uh, set her on a better path. 
and uh, and Judy Greer plays the ghost uh, she character. Does, and she's, she's hilarious. She's funny, man. Luis Guzman. He came on this show a few years ago, and we just looked into his film. The guy's in everything. Literally, yeah. he's been in everything. Boogie Nights yeah, is I one mean, that leaps out. This is my second movie with him. It's so. <laughs> Hey, man, I never asked, what was it like to be directed by uh, Clint Eastwood in Flags of Our Fathers? And such that, a, it was, it was a like? dream. I mean, not only because of how much I revered him and who he was and the fact that he's my father's favorite actor and all <laughs> of those things, but um, the way that he runs a set and, and how efficient and how uh, peaceful it is was amazing to me, especially you're doing this $100 million war movie right. and everything's blowing up around you, but he is so centered and calm. He doesn't like any yelling on the set. Um, he's just—he's got a great uh, sense of humor too about himself, and um, it was really disarming to spend time with a legend like that and have him be so accessible and so warm or funny and open. Um, it was really one of the best experiences of my life. Also because I have both of my grandfathers fought in World War II, so to get to pay homage to them in of some course. way with that film meant a lot to me. Did you ever have a moment with him, though, where you, you asked him about Dirty Harry or any which way but loose, like crazy stuff, from or his, his spaghetti westerns? Uh, any? Did you ever do that, or you just kept it straight of, that's the director, I'm the actor, and you didn't go in that direction, in that fan We would direction. have personal conversations but they were kind of more about about life and about okay. the industry and the ways that it's changed and what it was like when he was younger compared to the way things are now i didn't ask him really ever about his body of work um you know for whatever reason um but there was always jokes amongst the young guy the guys of like could any of us trick him into saying make my day and uh nobody took dudes would be like you know what, what you know what could we propose or present to him that would end up having to make him say make my day you can't yeah it's it's a that's a difficult proposition you couldn't because i imagine nobody really even attempted it either right you didn't go ahead no do they didn't it was kind of just more of a that's funny man joke. oh my gosh and you just I, I would imagine it would be in a way to um kind of like what i hear about people playing with ray lewis that they would never want to let him down like they'd never want to like make a mistake or do something that might you know, or in, in the case of what you're doing you know take longer to do something and maybe put you a little bit behind schedule or him behind schedule or something like that like you'd never want to do something like that you probably had that sort of sense around him 100%. I'd imagine. absolutely you know? absolutely you do and you know and he has got a specific way of doing things and and you know you hear about the fact that you know most of his you get like one take per setup and that's really the way it is and you just kind of have to submit to that process and that's really difficult for some actors and people want another take and they want to do something different he has no interest in that he likes the vitality of the first take he likes when there's imperfections or a stumble or a screw up and and he wants to move on once he feels like he's got that piece of the story Hey, man, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy watching the game this weekend. I hope your Eagles uh, perform the way that you want. Let's do, yeah. this. let's do this down the line. I'd love to get your, your thoughts on your team season, and let's do it. Let's have thanks it. a lot, Rich. Good talking to you. Right back at you, man. That's Ryan Phillippe right back here on the Rich Eisen Show, one of his many appearances. Lady of the Manor, available in select theaters, on digital and on demand today, available on Blu-ray and DVD next Tuesday. Sounds like a fun movie right there.
Yeah. Ray Liotta in hour three, bro. <laughs> you think he's seen Field of Dreams in that? In he that? has not seen it. <laughs> I know. As you know. I don't know if he saw the baseball game. Another dreadful Yankee loss. That one actually sparked a 13-game win streak, by the way. Yeah. And what then, about since then? It's been uh, back, in the, <laughs> back in the corn. I know. I see dead people. The Blue Jays are <laughs> going to take movie. both of us. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Not good. Not good, Bob. I think the, the Rays have lost one game against the Orioles this year. And I think they're done with the Orioles. I think they went 18-1 and against the Orioles this yeah. year. And Orioles beat you guys eight times. Correct. And that could be... The difference. For sure. Yeah. Certainly, if the Yankees had matched that record against the worst team, or the team with the worst record in baseball, yeah. that nine-game deficit right now would be a lot tighter. Yeah, Sox favorable. We play six more with the Orioles still to end the season. Keep your head in a swivel. I think, does Sale come back from COVID? COVID? As they might say, doesn't tonight? sound like he's pitching this week. Oh, I thought he was pitching tonight. Oh, really? I was that one up. I wasn't sure. That would be big for uh, the fan for tell it to the judge fantasy against uh, Hayward Jablamy. <laughs> <laughs> Undecided. Sox have yet to announce a starter for tonight. They're just going. Uh, <laughs> Good times. <laughs> <laughs> when will you explain? When will you explain to Cooper what that never, means? Never. Never. You're just going to let one of his friends do it? Nope. One day, Coop's going to get ready. He's going to be like, you know, going off to college. Dad, now I know and- you're laugh- why you were laughing every time that we lost to Hayward Jablamy. <laughs> Hayward Jablamy. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We're going to raise the bar a little higher with TJ's big-ass grab bag. Uh, not, not that much higher. 204, <laughs> Might actually lower the bar. 204 Rich is the number to dial as well. Ray Liotta, hour number three, people, about the new Sopranos movie. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.
Where did the nickname Showtime come from? Uh, it was my godfather, Troy Hawkins. Him and my dad, but really him. Every they would watch me play, and I would make the diving plays and stuff like that in baseball. And they said it, it, that I was always it was Showtime when I was on the field, and so they always used to call me Showtime, especially my godfather, Latroy. Latroy Hawkins. That is a name I have not heard in a while. Yeah, but, yeah. That's a Minnesota Twins connection with your dad, right? Yes, pretty yes, much. Sir. He uh, he came up a little bit after my dad, and my dad kind of took him under his wing, I think. And then Latroy ended up having a great career where he played, I think, 21 years in the big leagues. I mean, he played forever, it seemed like. And uh, he, I've, I've stayed in touch with him forever. He still comes to a lot of my games, even now. And uh, he, he's been someone that uh, has been a great, another great mentor for me. Okay, Patrick. Um, look, I appreciate you calling in here greatly. And I appreciate the text exchange that I had with you the other day <laughs> where you were gentle in rejecting my suggestion to give you a new nickname of the patrol. I really appreciate that, Patrick. <laughs> it, was, it was a good idea. I, mean, I just kind of was playing down the nicknames as much as possible as I, uh, at that point. So it's okay, great. So you're saying... you're <laughs> saying it works for you. No, 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 hold on a second. You, you're saying that it's not a judgment on the actual creativity of the nickname. It's just you attempting to be humble, tamping down any of the accolades right now because you're focused on winning. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I mean, just for me in general, I mean, it's it's all about the football. It's all about the team. And so I know that the nicknames are a cool thing to do with the social media and everything that's around right now. But uh, for me, it's all about just being a, a teammate and someone that's just a part of this organization and a part of a team that wants to win. So if you had an ego, let's just, let's just again, let's put it in a box here. You have an ego. You don't care about being humble at all. You're just you're just pounding your chest. Nickname of the Patrol. Do you like it? <laughs> be honest. Uh, be honest. I don't know. I've had so, there's been so many nicknames that have came out lately, and uh, I'm just gonna kind of keep it at just Patrick right now. You're being polite. I like it. How <laughs> uh, you're being? Yeah, thank you though. I appreciate it. That was fun with uh, Patrick Mo. Hey man, I tried, um, and I failed miserably once again. I'm gonna give up that ghost. <laughs> I'm gonna give up that ghost. Until and, someone else and named I will Pat just or say, Matt I will just say, I will just say to all the Pats and Mats of the world, I'm waiting for you. Show up, shine out, and see if you deserve it. Happy 26th birthday to the Patrol. Patrick Mahomes turns 26 wow. today. So there's that. Wow, 26. Yep. He already owns a baseball team, married, has a child, Super Bowl MVP. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Unlock the truth in the new Peacock original drama, Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol. Harvard symbologist Robert Langdon must solve a series of deadly puzzles to stop a global conspiracy. (laughs) Stream every action-packed moment now. Only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. Wouldn't you love to be known as a symbologist? (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Oh, I'm a symbologist. What do you do? Hey, uh, folks. <laughs> you know whose birthday it is today? It's Patrick Mahomes' 26th birthday. And on his 26th birthday, I just want to say to Patrick Mahomes, congratulations, happy birthday. Now go make something of yourself, okay? Yeah, right. It's not <laughs> too late. What, what, what you been doing? Slacking? It's not too late, Pat. What were you doing when you were 26? Oh, Rich. When I was 26. When you turned 26 on your 26th birthday. I was probably covering a local sporting event in Southern Maine. I was uh, two years into my tenure at the Journal Tribune, now defunct. 
uh, newspaper in my hometown. Yep. Uh, living at home with my mom. Okay. Um, Something Mahomes is not doing. Uh, Understood. No dating prospects. Okay. Very good. Uh, I was so driving, you were not, not married a, with child. You were not married really with child. really terrible car. Uh, life wasn't that great. Not going <laughs> to lie. All right. What were you doing on your 26th birthday? Uh, 26, I was, I was living in Pittsburgh. Yep. I was working for the newspaper, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mm-hmm. I was one month and a week away from a trip that would change my life forever. And it was the first time I, I came out to L.A. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, that's just hanging out in Pittsburgh. Life was fine, having some fun, hanging out on Mount Washington. And, uh, you know, and then, like I said, a month later, I, I came out to L.A. And then you met I, Ashton and the rest is no, history. I, I never I, <laughs> no, I didn't meet him in that first time. No, but I came and I saw palm trees. I saw Man's Chinese Theater. I You're got not to go, an Altoona anymore. No, got to go to a few movie premieres and it was like, wow, man, this is it. What did you what were you doing, fella? I think I had just started working at Fox Sports. So, so did you beat Del Tufo there? Or Mike he was, was already there, there earlier and then left for NFL Network and then came back. Okay. So I met him when he came back. All right. Do you know, um, he told us the other day off the air, something we have yet to bring on the air, but I'll do this here, <laughs> figuring that we're going to talk, that he could tell if somebody was good <laughs> at doing the soundboard work just by looking at them. Right. <laughs> sure, Great office sure, space, yeah. brother. Right, hey, Milton. Uh, at twenty six, I was twenty. I turned twenty six in Redding, California. Hey, I was at KRC. About was, to go to ESPN. No, I was sending resumes out, wondering oh, what right. you know where, where where was this going? This is in nineteen ninety five. Like, what's going on here? And um, and 26. it might have been right around then that I. You know, left my resume in the printer. <laughs> printer in the copy, the copy machine, machine. The copy machine. Yeah. My news director <laughs> found my resume in the copy machine, put it back on my desk with a post it note saying, I think you left this. Nice. Oops. Oops. That's like the that's like the nineteen mid nineties version of replying to all in an email yeah. that you that yeah. you you shouldn't, you know? Oh, yeah. Um but yeah, I was just, I was there in Redding, California. I'd just gotten there in 1994. And uh, in November of 94, I was there and I'm probably sending tapes everywhere, hoping to get that call. And I did in December from ESPN. And then by February, I was 26 years old on SportsCenter. Amazing. The Patrick Mahomes of my profession. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> making plays, just making plays. God, 26 you know? feels like a lifetime ago. Yep. Just like a different person was living that life. Than so imagine this. Imagine now. this. Imagine this, and then we'll get to your grab bag. Imagine this, real quick. Mahomes is in his fifth year. For him to play as long as Brady, uh-huh. okay, he'll be in his 23rd year when he's 44. Okay? That's how crazy Brady, what Brady's doing now. And, and he'll have to have six more Super Bowls in the next 18 years, one every three years Super Bowl wins. to match it. Right. Wins, W's. Wins. Right. Okay. Mm. No chance. Putting it all in perspective. <laughs> you to say higher or lower. No, Putting it all in perspective. No, Happy no, birthday, no. Patrick Mahomes. All right, TJ Jefferson, you've got your three-eyed raven sunglasses on. It's now time for TJ Jefferson's big-ass grab bag. 
<laughs> Otherwise known as TJ's Top 5. <laughs> A.K.A. TJ's Big Ass Grab Bag. Okay, uh, TJ, what do you have today on this Friday? Well, Rich, you know, because the Top 5 has been received so well, i got to make has. sure I make these, you know, kind of... You set the bar high. I set the bar <laughs> high, and I kind of make sure that, you know, they kind of touch on topics that we've touched on okay. throughout the week. So, after a long thought, I decided that this week's TJ's top five as I go into that big ass grab bag Uh-oh. is going to be oh, no. because we spent a lot of time talking top about this nuts? subject. Is it top five nuts? It's TJ's top five nuts. That's what we're going for <laughs> in the big ass grab bag. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> All right. So coming in at number five. Now, look, this nut pause, it's really good for you, I suppose. It has a lot of, you know, nutritional value, right. but it's just, it's kind of boring. I got to be honest with you, but you know, you grab a handful of them and you eat them and you know, it kind of fill you up a little bit. You put yes. some in your oatmeal, and, but again, it's, it's not really sexy. Almonds it's the almond. The oh, almond comes in at number five. Nut. It's great. Healthy. It's not, it's not like sexy, but you know, it, it's good for you. So we got that. Now coming in at number four, <laughs> this nut is something that you can use for, to make a variety of, of different foods. And you know, it's another nut that, you know, you can just grab a handful of and, you know, sure. be happy with it. Number four is the pecan. Oh, oh, pecans. Oh, okay. I really enjoy, you know, I get a like a bag right. of mixed nuts, pies, and okay. I will grab pecans. It's good in a pie. Yeah. Got so, like it in a pie. Now, coming in at number three, Trust. there's a few ways that you can have this nut. Uh, you can have it one way or another, <laughs> but I'm telling you that one way is better, and that's in the shell as opposed to out of the shell. And what I'm talking about pistachio. is number three, the pistachio nut. Okay. Pistachio. I love pistachio nuts. Not pistachio nuts. Pistachio nuts. I'm not. Oh, man. Not it just looks like, it, 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 to me, like it looks like it's growing still. Oh, it's <laughs> so good, though. It's unsightly. It's so good. I'm sorry. I'm not a pistachio so guy. But Rich, you can get not them out of the cream. shell. I just don't think they're as good as the in-shell ones. Well, like you want the in-shell experience. Yeah, you want to crack it, open. you know. Yeah, and So I like that. too much work. I'm a huge pistachio fan. I was cleaning up the crib last night, and I found two pistachio shells underneath the couch so i got to do a little bit better job back all right so to recap uh, right now it's been all we go almonds, almonds pecan pecans. or it's not pecan right pecan. pecan pecan i don't even know is it almond and then, almond and then pistachio all right the top two top two okay. nuts coming in at number two i saw this nut on a tree when i was down in um where was i i was in costa rica i was like i didn't know these nuts grew on trees but they do wow. it's very tasty it's overall probably my favorite Okay. And it's the cashew. Cashew. Oh, cashew. Oh, cashew. That's an upset. Cashew. Oh, upset. That's a major won. upset. Cashew. That's a major Let me explain something to you. Cashews cashew are won. delicious. The only thing about the cashew nut is it's a little bit on the pricey side. Like, you'll get a bag of salted wow. cashews. Oh, it'll cashew. cost you a little wow. bit. I mean, but let me tell you, it's probably what's, overall my favorite. What's okay. number one? Now, coming in at number one, this one was really tough because... With this nut, right, you can't do... It's not as versatile as the other nuts, right? Unlike an almond, you can't make milk, right? Unlike pecans, you can't make a pie. Yeah, right, okay. Unlike pistachio, you can't make... in Ice cream. Ice cream or a salmon with horseradish pistachio crust if you want to get fancy. You can't make anything like that. And cashews, you don't really make anything with them either. Chinese food. But they're delicious. Chicken and cashews. But but without a shadow of a doubt, the number one nut that I have to put on this list is... Come on, please. Yes. Pop it up, Hoskins. What do you got? The 
Cheese Nuts! <laughs> Got him! That's the number wow. one nut that you had to. I couldn't do a nuts, a top five nuts wow. list without putting these nuts, the most versatile of all nuts. And you can use it. You can say, hey, did CD call you? They'll say CD who? You say CD's nuts? Or you could be like Snoop Dogg and you go, hey, did what's the name get a hold of you yesterday? Oh my God. And you say who and they say you know, I was so going to say it. collectively, all all of your wow. nuts. You could say that there aren't. TJ's top five. But I, which, you know, honestly, which though, nuts? Which nuts do you like? <laughs> These nuts. So you. For, so what we need to do? I'm is, not saying I like that one. I'm just saying that's when we number tweet one this out, Rich Eisen show, you've got to tag Alabama football, yep. Jordan Battle, yep. and Nicki Minaj. Okay. <laughs> and I do want to know. I want people to to hit us up. Tell us what your favorite nuts are. I'm, well, I'm it's really cashew. Interested. It's it's a cashew. The cashew's number one. Peanut, well, you know, a lot of people would say peanut. I find a peanut boring. Where's the walnut? TJ, did you see the block last night by Bofa? Uh, we're not going to do that one, Jason. Oh, we're not. <laughs> See you on the other TJ's side. top five, baby. Hour three, NFL news. <laughs> Which is here. funny because you know what's trending right now? The, the number two trending item, Will Fuller is first and Swollen Balls is second. <laughs> Why is Will Fuller number one? Will Fuller's out this week. Uh, Brian Flores said... He has a personal issue, won't get into it, but oh, he's going to no. miss some time, hopes to return this season. Yeah, there's a Darius Smith, too, who's been yeah, put on uh, short-term injured reserve. Yeah, it's going to be three weeks for Darius Smith uh, dealing with a back issue. Well, we'll talk more about it. <laughs> like I said, once you let the cat out the bag, you can't put the cat back in the bag. Well, I knew that the top five would be nuts. <laughs> it had uh, to be, right? It had but to the be. Peanuts. I mean, you know, when you're at a baseball game. Yeah, and... Peanuts are kind of boring to me. I mean, of course, peanut butter's fantastic. Me and Brockman both love peanut butter. some peanut butter. And, you know, George Washington Carver, you can make what? roasted peanuts. You can make a so much out of a peanut. Chestnuts. Chestnuts. Macadamia nuts. Macadamia. The fact I don't like macadamia the nuts. The fact that if only cashews could be good for you. Oh boy. But by the way, if we're if we're making a serious oh, list, like cashew salted, was salted, oily, salted cashew. Oh, number one. Man. Number one. Really? I you know. I will say though, cashew, in all honesty, joke aside, that's my favorite one. Like cashews are just great. Oh. But they are a little bit pricey. They are pricey. But they're worth it. Worth it. I've and never, you can't make anything I've out of it. I've never them. had a bad cashew experience. No, you can make cashew milk. Did you, oh, you see that block from both last night? <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought I was the one, Rich. I ain't the Come one. On, like, you could see that <laughs> coming a long time. I was running out of time. <laughs> There's no basketball on. Like it doesn't even play. I, no, defensive Hoskins, block. Can it. you put that soundbite up one I appreciate more time? We got to get one more time. We got to get one more. I don't know if we have enough time. We have to put it to Time's bed running after this out week. in our in our hour, our second hour here. Man, the Jordan Battle soundbite <laughs> is this the soundbite of the year? It's in the clubhouse. It's not going to get knocked out. Oh my! Oh, <laughs> Tua. Tua. <laughs> 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 no, it's all good. Don't worry about it. We got. Hey, Rich, when time. you were driving around Redding, California, I bet you never envisioned in your life you'd be sitting here on the set no. of the Rich Eisen show talking about nuts. I'm so honestly, this is exactly what I hoped for, <laughs> dreamt for. Seriously, man. When I was 26, right now, Rich is like, like Mahomes. Mahomes is like, how can I possibly have anything with my own? You know, name on it, mm -hmm. and you know, don't worry, Patrick. Keep trying. <laughs> It'll They'll happen. be called the Kansas City Mahomes soon enough, right? Baseball or football. <laughs> Ray Liotta, hour three, talking Let's about the go. Sopranos movie. Let's Can't go. Wait.